1: ayo i'm making short term goals when the weather folds put away the leather and put ice on the gold chili with enough bell money to free a big willy high stakes i got more steak than philly shopping sprees copping three deuce fever is is fully loaded ah yes bouncing in the Lex luga tires smoke like buddha 50 g's to the crap shooter niggas can't fade me chrome stocks brilliant beaming through my peripheral i see you scheming stop dreaming not to leave your body steaming niggas is fiending. what's the meaning? i'm leading on any nigga intervening with the sound of my money machining my cup runneth over with 100s i'm one of the best niggas that done it six digits of running y'all niggas don't want it i got the godfather flow the don juan demarco swear to god don't get it fucked up i'm taking out this time give to give you a piece, a piece of, of my mind. mind hey welcome to the black guy with Us podcast with your host rod and karen maybe one day
0: to
1: be a star <laughs> That's a jam, ain't it? Mhm. Mary J. Um you can find us on iTunes, stitch or podomatic search the black guy who tells leave us five star reviews. The official weapon of the show is a And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme, extreme, extreme. And this podcast is sponsored is sponsored on a very special day because today is walking dead wednesday
0: Mm -hmm. where we recap
1: the walking dead but as of late we've been walking recapping the walking dead with a little bit of help Call the wine okay a little wine a little cheese a little little crackers or something like that Mm -hmm. and we uh get a little tips and we recap the walking dead uh and our sponsor is triangle wine company triangle wine company sells thousands of wines mm-hmm. from all over the world for every budget you can visit trianglewineco.com and search by price variety region or browse for organic or highly rated wines take advantage of their weekly sales and case discounts when you shop online because hey shipping is expensive mm-hmm. so you want to get all those discounts you can uh, so you can also stop by their physical stores uh in the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina where you can sip while you shop during their free wine tasting events or when you buy wine by the glass at their tasting bars. They also are opening up a new store in Holly Springs, North Carolina soon. So, uh, I mean, if you're in the NC uh area, you know, over there in the Raleigh-Durham area, go ahead and get you some, all right? Tell them we sent you uh you can find your new favorite wine when you shop triangle wine company's amazing selection just tr- visit trianglewineco.com uh and as i said we're gonna recap the walking dead there's a lot of stuff uh to talk about we might even get into some news and stuff depending on how much time we have left over um but uh let's first start with uh wait where where my where'd it go
2: mm-hmm.
1: hold on Okay, there that's oh yeah, let's first start with our Walking Dead recap, of course. Where's my music? Okay, um now before we get into this recap, let
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's talk about what we uh have to drink and eat over here, okay? Yes. Now, I know professional podcasters are not supposed to eat on the mic like we're about to do. Uh so, I understand uh if you're going to be disappointed in this episode. Um but for the rest of you that want to sit around and listen to us sip and eat mm-hmm. and drink. This is what we're sipping on. You can go to com and find this right now it's called can c-a-n space x-a and it says brute kava and they got a big x on the bottle <laughs> like this it's kanzar rose uh sparkling wine x marks the spot hmm. um let me take a sip of this real quick see how it tastes i haven't tasted it yet oh that's good and i filled it up to love fully Okay, my cup has live happy, love fully, drink vino. Uh, um, I filled it up halfway. Um, what about yours?
0: <laughs> Mine has LOL, oh my gosh, WTF. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which one's at the top?
0: Uh, WTF is at the top. I'm not quite at the top. I'm, I'm, uh, half below OMG. So I'm like, I'm like a little giggle. right Like okay. right above a little giggle. I started laughing right, right before I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening?
1: We also have some parmesan bread chips instead of crackers this week. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Publix for the low price of 2.59. Come on, to feel fancy. And then I got some Italian gorgonzola cheese, imported of course, It's also from the Publix deli. Um and so we just going to put a little bit of that on this uh on this uh parmesan
0: bread. Yeah, we got some spreadable cheese this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 brie wasn't spreadable. I'm a big fan of the spreadable cheese. Let me get a little bite of this oh oh now see this This hitting right here <laughs> i did i did it this time mmm mm, that's good now see i will say this the initial bite is almost overpowering to your senses like it really packs a punch right in your taste buds but I do find the follow through to be a bit salty, okay. I do find it to be a little salty on the follow through I don't know if that's the uh the parmesan or just the cheese. I going cheese, both you're good it's the cheese yeah mhm
0: yeah it's a strong
1: cheese yeah the um now the parmesan bread it does have a little salty aftertaste as well, mhm parmesan bread chips they're bread chips y'all but i think the uh the cheese it it takes it to the next level of saltiness on the way out
0: Mm -hmm. it sets it off though it's delicious Mm
1: -hmm. but that you know what you do with that though what that's why you got the wine Mm -hmm. to wash it on down Mm -hmm. Mm. now Mm. see when you combine it with the wine that's the perfect aftertaste okay it really is and then you ready for another bite it's a palate cleanser
0: Mm-hmm. and shout out for the people that at home are drinking and eating with us
1: yeah shout out to all the people that take their wine and and food seriously and pull out there as well so we can all eat and chat alone now this episode is called omega it's the 10th episode we only got uh to the end of march we only got like six of these left i think so and that
0: would be the end of the season right
1: yeah end of season nine uh it's called omega directed by david boyd written by channing powell the lowest ratings um 4.54 i think that's the lowest of the entire season so
0: i believe that they hit uh, they hit numbers like they first when they first is starting
1: and i'm gonna tell y'all like this dog when i go to their website to do the prep for this show um part of the things they have on their website they used to have uh like uh extras for every t every episode and it was like Here's the pictures that we took on set for the for each episode. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks they haven't had those pictures.
2: Hmm.
1: I almost want to hit them on Twitter and be like, "What's up with that?" cuz I use those for the promo art for the show mm-hmm. that we do and for the podcast art. And uh yeah, man, I'm disappointed that they don't have that out there. They were doing so good. and I don't know if it's just gotten to the point where they're like we cutting corners, cutting cost or what, but yeah. I really wish they had those pictures still up. Anyway, karen what'd you think about this episode omega overall
0: i enjoyed it um i think what's it it wasn't my favorite but it wasn't the worst Mm -hmm. like it was kind of in the middle
1: okay for me personally i liked it better when i watched it the second time the first time it felt like i didn't i think i didn't understand the narrative device they had with the girl lydia Mm. and i was just thrown off i was like kind of confused like when the fuck is this happening at different time periods are we skipping back and forth in her story there and all this shit and then uh you know and then when they kind of wrapped the bow on it in live action i was like oh. the first time i was like i don't know if i bought that and then the second time i actually did was like i was like oh okay i see the work that i did there
0: yeah and and i and also i think that it it paid off because- the way she she kind of told a story in bits and pieces and the first time she told a story she literally told it the way her mama told her then second Mm -hmm. time she told it the way it really was Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah my mama's fucking nuts
1: yeah so um we'll get into the the scene by scene breakdown but uh yeah that's you know i enjoyed it uh a lot the second time the first time i just thought it was okay though um so this is a weird one we only have two locations and one of the locations is essentially a big ass flashback Yeah, so it's not really a location at all <laughs> you know it's like location in the past yeah we have hilltop and then we have this bunker that lydia was trapped in when she was a kid mm-hmm. and the way that they told the story the flashbacks in the bunker are actually interspersed throughout the main story so yeah so
0: you so yeah if you fuck around and don't pay attention you won't know what's happening
1: yeah now what i'm gonna try to do here is um kind of go through uh just the bunker part and then we'll go to the regular like you know hilltop stuff and and hopefully you got it'll hopefully it's it's smooth enough for y'all to follow right so in this bunker it's 23 days into the apocalypse lydia is a child now lydia now looks like she's about henry's age so i'd say like somewhere between 15 to 20 you know i don't know her exact age right. but somewhere between you know like carl's age if he was still alive Rest in peace carl
0: yes all right p Fettie carl
1: um and so she's in a in the in the past she's like you know what looks to be like maybe a five-year-old or something and she's in this underground bunker and um she is in there with her family who her father's name is frank we never hear her mother's name Mm -mm. so her father's name is frank and her mom is there too but there's a lot of people in this bunker like 20 some people at least and it's like they they are all like people that are strangers to each other you can tell they're just in there surviving like they maybe they went to an emergency set uh emergency like uh you know how we have emergency shelters here mm-hmm. you know like if there's a nuclear attack you go to this gym or something
0: and but they got the, it's the beginning of the outbreak
1: yeah it's day 23 right they have it written on the wall at the start day 23 is written in the chalk on the wall and everybody's standing around and the thing about this is kind of confusing is that lydia is, is we find out her name is lydia through these flashbacks and stuff lydia is telling this story to henry and so we're getting these flashbacks as she's telling the story to henry and then she tells it to daryl the problem is the details change several times because lydia is not a reliable narrator right so um they kind of play some i I thought it was great writing they play some tricks with it you know Yeah, they
0: do and and i do like the fact that you basically got the story two times. You got the story the way she was told, and you got the story the way the reality of it.
1: i You actually get it like three times. Mm-hmm. I'll break it down because, okay. like I said, I rewatched it. Okay, and I think when I watched it live the first time, that's what threw me off was how many times you really got a different version of the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was two, but then when I rewatched it, it, wasn't. All right. So the first version of the story is hey we were stuck in this bunker and um the father is like giving up hope he's like we got to get out of here we're stuck with these people um uh i'm going i'm taking you and the family and, and, and lydia with me and the mom is singing her a song holding her the song is called lydia or something and it's i'm sure it's an actual song somewhere i just don't know it and you know the dad is like almost unstable like he's angry he wants to get out of there mm-hmm. um he gives off the vibes almost like an abusive man Mm-hmm. so he's like yeah I, i'm just want to get out of here and we got to go and then she's like we're not taking lydia it's not safe out there and he's like bitch and then like <laughs> like it's just <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm i'm gonna go to my mustache because you like it
1: <laughs> right and he just paces back and forth and so then in the bunker later there's a there's no more like at this at the first time with 23 days there's like shit on the radio like you know come to this shelter please mm-hmm. get into a safety don't yeah. go outside mm-hmm. well then after they don't tell you how many days but so many days passed the
0: second time was like 40 something days okay
1: so 40 something days mm-hmm. they come back and they're like um the only message on the radio is please stand by please stand by please mm-hmm. and, and he's like it's been doing this for over a day what are we supposed to do everybody's like we need to get the fuck out of here everybody's contemplating leaving frank tells his wife get your stuff now she says it's not safe for lydia again he says they need to go anyway she says we're not going he calls her a bitch, and then lydia is kind of oblivious to this because she's like five and she puts on a uh, a sheet over her head, and she's like, daddy, I know what I want to be for Halloween, a ghost. And then he said some real mean, like, <laughs> shit like, everyone in here is a ghost. Cause they all pretending that things are gonna go back to the way that they were. We're all gonna die. That's your hot, happy Halloween, kid. <laughs> I know, right? You loser. <laughs> like,
0: fuck your reality. I'm here to shatter it. Right. <laughs> Every day is
1: Halloween, baby. Don't you see all these freaks pretending there's something to be hopeful about? I know, right? And then he picks up some scissors and he goes and cuts his beard off all angry like, ah.
0: Yeah, because you like it, I'm going to cut
1: it. Yeah, he told his wife, I can't stand this beard. I never could. You always liked it. World's over. I'm doing what I want now. I'm like, nah, do what I want.
0: Yes, do what I want.
1: Being bad, being fast. So then lydia plays checkers with her mom and her mom says checkmate and then lydia goes mommy that's chess because you know her mom was so nice to her mm-hmm. so then in another flashback okay. um A dude named Mateus tries to escape the bunker by taking some of the boards off the window. He's going to climb out and escape on his own or something. And and they're like, no, you can't do that.
0: And you know what? The more and more you say it, yes, this story has been told three times. Right. Right. Okay. I I thought it was two separate stories, but now it makes sense that they're actually telling the story. Yeah, it was multiple versions. Okay.
1: She was lying and she was talking to Daryl, I believe this time when she told the story. And she says, um, the mom, uh uh yeah man
0: was he was freaking out yeah the
1: mom tells him like hey you make it too much noise shut the fuck up shut up you, you gonna get us all in trouble and he goes he thinks about it for a second and he's like nah fuck that runs back to the window starts going help help banging on the window
0: mm-hmm, because on the outside you could literally hear zombies and people
1: and shooting and right like, there were people out there they were battling zombies or battling each other who knows mm-hmm. and she was basically like it's dangerous out there my child is in here shut the fuck up and Mateus goes back and then at this point like the mom is kind of mean like she's like like she like she goes and pulls him off the wall slams him on the ground puts her hand over his mouth basically to tell him to shut the fuck up because he's freaking out and he's trying to breathe hard hard and shit and she essentially suffocates him Mm
0: -hmm. and i actually believe that part
1: maybe i don't know but I, i i can't I'll go to why, why, why I have a hard time believing it or not believing it. Okay. Cause she, um, suffocates him and it, one, it happens super fast. That's true. And it's not her fault. Mm. Like she didn't mean to suffocate him. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then she like looks up and she's like, you know, to everybody like, well, you know, he had, he was going to get us all killed and, you know, anybody try to get between me and my, my family, you know, da, 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 da. And so she kills, uh, kills him and while she's doing that her uh lydia's father is holding baby lydia whatever five-year-old lydia Mm -hmm. in his arm she's and he's singing her a song like you know that lydia song um and i think maybe and then there was a tattoo that said lydia on her mom's arm but i don't know if there's also a tattoo on the dad's arm that says lydia
0: i think it was
1: but the point being
0: at least they showed it
1: yeah the point being the the memories are all mixed up, so I don't actually know which is true, right? But so the dad is singing to her and all this stuff. All right. Um. Then the mom, uh we come back to another flashback, and the mom has cut all her hair off. Mhm. And it's patchy and ugly. like it like she went to the the supercuts. <laughs> come on. Like she needed to go to a professional to get that done. You could tell mm-hmm. she did it with some scissors. She, you know what?
0: She, she broke the rules. She went to the person that didn't have nobody in their, in their chair or in line at the bob shop. Yeah,
1: and shout out, right. Shout out to, she went to the dude that want to argue about is Jordan better without Pippin than Mike LeBron.
0: Right, the dude everybody stay away from because they don't want that argument.
1: Um, the thing for me though that I noticed is, uh, whoever did the hair and the timeline in this episode, they, they got it straight. They was like, this scene he gonna have a beard, this scene he not. This scene she gonna have her hair Mm -hmm. fucked up, this scene she not you know ball head to that kind of head it was it was wild so
0: yeah because the story was kind of all over the place so who knows what's the truth and what's not i think it's bits and pieces of the truth i think the last version which you're gonna cover is closer to the truth
1: right and i think that's the way it's set up narratively that we're supposed to believe the last version is the truth mm-hmm. anyway so then uh Mateus is dead he's laying on the they had and she and, and and um the mom is like we need to get his body out of here it's starting before it starts to stink now 40 something days into z no one has died inside this bunker right they don't know the dead come back mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how you don't have to get bit to come back as a zombie you know so this was their wake-up call mm-hmm. and we find out because lydia gets up in the middle of the night to do something who knows uh she, she just is,
0: woke up and was like i just want i, I, I she woke up and she wants to see the body i i, I think that's she, a,
1: yeah okay. yeah like, yeah so she walks over towards the body she pulls off the cover that they have over the guy's face and you see obviously he's dead she turns her back to walk away and the zombie of course conveniently wakes up at that just that exact moment mm-hmm. and decides to attack lydia and she turns around screams in the middle of the night and then her father runs over and gets between her and the zombie and gets bitten the neck and dies mm-hmm. this is a story she's telling daryl okay now when she's telling him this story and she says you know her father went over and died he's like well he couldn't just sit there and let his baby girl die and she said no he was stupid he was weak i was weak he should have let me die i, I should have you know i uh he said but that's your you know you're his daughter and he loves you and she's like well that's why he's dead because he's a stupid man and at that moment, I realized like how young she is too.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Cause I felt like last week I was, I almost felt like zero remorse and anything for, her. I was like, man, kill her. Fuck the whole thing. Like who cares? But then I think after I saw this, I was like, ah, she is fucked up yeah, and it, she's young enough to where she may be able to come out of being fucked up.
0: Yeah. And she's to an extent, regardless of how you feel about Henry, she has a lot of the same innocence that Henry has as far as uh just raised up in a real fucked up situation and that was henry thing like hey dog this situation was fucked up and she was raised in it she can't change
1: yeah and she know she reminds me of is enid a little ah, bit okay Cause remember how enid was you know don't try to save nobody mm-hmm. just just survive another day mm-hmm. and um you know how she was with carl where she was like so flighty and this the hilltop is gonna come down and i mean alexander's gonna come down it can't last and you know people even thought she was working with the wolves at one point because they were so she was so flighty it was like you just can't trust her and this kind of reminds me of, of enid a little bit mm-hmm. um so then um um okay in the flashback uh the final flashback we see that it wasn't and this is after we see a montage because she has a freak out and we'll get to that on the other side she has a freak out and we see a montage of like Other images, like we saw an image of how her father died and it wasn't getting bit by a zombie. Mm -hmm. It was just his neck sliced open, bleeding up against a wall. And so it's like, hmm, what, but that's not what she said in her, in her story. So in the final flashback, we see that it wasn't Lydia's dad who died bitten by a zombie. Zombie. It was, uh, Mateus, the zombie ate another dude that had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in the chaos, inside the bunker because now they're realizing whoa a zombie got in here what the fuck yes, it's the so middle of the night and
0: everybody's panicking wanting to get out
1: right and so the mom is like we need to get the fuck out now let's go out this window and the dad was like we can't go out there we can't take lydia so now this conversation we saw in the very beginning mm-hmm. that was the mom saying not to go it was always the father right and he's like no we can't take lydia out there it's not safe for us and she's like you we going and he said well i not not with lydia and she, uh and she said well then you'll take my child over my dead body and he was like lydia it's gonna be okay don't panic stay here i'm gonna go check to make sure that it's clear for us to get to the stairway and then we're gonna escape there's some bad like choreography and scene blocking in my opinion because like he walks from behind a curtain and immediately gets like bumped into a wall and he's like stumbling all down all week And then the mom grabs a knife follows him and goes and cuts his throat and basically look makes eye contact with lydia um while she's doing it now here's the thing part of this was lydia lying to them being deceptive but we find out that part of the reason these flashbacks are so jumbled and incomplete and they don't you know conflicted with her memory and what is because this is a story she's been brainwashed into mm-hmm. her mom has told her this story for empteen years since the z began and keep in mind she was like five or so so she was a kid she doesn't have the clearest memory of that time um and her mom has been indoctrinating her for years being like no what happened was your dad was weak and i you know i saved us and he was the one that was being violent and acting up and if it wasn't for me stepping up you'd be dead and blah 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 and so her memory is all fucked up but she does understand that it's a lie that she's been given by her mother and uh she doesn't you know and she realizes her mom is abusive right all right now let's get to the hilltop stuff um uh so in hilltop um and we start with henry and lydia in holding cells and lydia's recounting her origin story that i just told y'all the first lie part and she says that she doesn't know why she's telling henry all this shit about her origin and she says he tells her it's because it beats being quiet and alone in a cell by yourself and she says i i miss the sounds and the smells of being in the zone zomb- with the zombies in the field and wearing those masks and henry's like you know that's messed up wearing those masks and shit and she's like i think it's messed up that you think this hilltop place won't fall and i'm like no no wearing those fucking decaying masks all day is that that's the messed up one um and then outside we see because
0: because the whole world she's they probably she probably seen a lot of communities fall where she's like no 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 everything falls everything eventually comes down
1: right and um outside we see that the whole time that lydia is talking to henry daryl is listening outside the um the window or whatever of the cell
0: Mm -hmm. and i think that was his plan the whole time
1: yeah because when he put henry back down there um you know it kind of was one of those things where it didn't really make sense and then at that point i wondered to myself well is henry in on it like because i'm like it's hard to believe someone as naive as henry would be savvy enough to pump this girl for information without just exposing that he was just down there to pump her for information now he's a good natured kid i think he would talk to anyone and Mm -hmm. you know they could have put him down there with negan and he talked to negan even after everything negan's done because henry you know and they set that up from the jump this season that henry is this naive optimistic not cynical kid
0: yeah, and, and I believe that he didn't know. Like, mm. you can tell he had no idea mm. because it was like, because <sighs> Daryl's small enough to know that if he told that that kid anything, he was going to talk. Right. So he was like, I can't keep you in, so I have to pretend like I'm going to take her out to get get your your natural uh, kind heartedness to beg, beg me to let her stay because I know you're going to do the right thing. He knows that that's what you're going to do and so then i know if i could get y'all if you stay here long enough you will talk because that's what you do and you will get her to tell you things that she would not tell us because mm-hmm. i can't one yeah place.
1: but it was just funny because during that actual show I, you know especially the first time obviously i was like i wonder if he's in on it or not mm, but
0: i always know. it became
1: apparent that you know it wasn't a plan
0: right i always
1: henry being henry
0: mm-hmm. and, and from the get-go I, once i seen him listening i was like oh yeah that's smart yeah you, you like you had to almost
1: trick both of them mm-hmm. so um we see daryl's listening outside but and i noticed this even more the second time lydia starts pumping um henry for information right she asked him is it hard to sneak out um she also asked like was it a lot of guards she said you know your dad is mean talking about daryl obviously we know daryl's not um henry's dad right she hasn't met Ezekiel. um so then henry refers to carol as his second mom he doesn't say her name but just that he has a second mom and how she's not somebody you would want to mess with she sure ain't and he asked lydia what happened to her dad and we get that flashback of him with his neck cut dying Mm -hmm. but she doesn't that's before she tells us what happened and all the different lies about it right and she says he was a stupid man but her mom is a lot like carol and will keep her safe so um meanwhile in a wooded area tara and our new group the asl group they are um on a search for luke and alden Um,
0: yeah me and you had a conversation about this and i and i understood you know what you were saying
1: well we'll get to it because we haven't got to that part yet i know what you're gonna bring up but Mm -hmm. we haven't got there yet um and so they're on the search for we get that camera angle again from the woods that it looks like somebody's watching them
2: Mm -hmm. which
1: they've done since i think michonne was at Alexandria. we've seen that camera angle okay um which is kind of spooky because we know that people can hide as zombies now
2: come on um
1: so then they spot a large group of walkers eating a horse and they're like they could be them face walkers the masked motherfuckers so be careful they might pull out knives but we gotta kill these walkers so we can expect this evidence they kill the walkers they turn out to be just regular ass walkers right but they did notice that the horses were alden's and luke's and not just that The horses were partially skinned and then left to 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 let the zombies eat them right so they know that those face walker dudes that were involved in it somehow because they basically made those horses you know scream all out and shit by torturing them and then left the zombies to eat them um so then uh yumiko's like hey we need to split up and search for luke and alden because these are their horses But we don't know where the horses came from how far they traveled to get here Mm -mm. they could be anywhere let's go ahead and um um you know get out there and look for the look for the um for luke and alden and tara who's with them which is kind of interesting because tara's whole thing was jesus shouldn't be out in the field if he's gonna be the leader but guess what tara was out in the field being a leader but she countermands the whole group and tells them no we're going back to hilltop till we come up with a plan and then we're gonna go out and yeah
0: because mm -hmm. tara's whole thing is strategy (laughs) like like she's like look i've been doing this and tara was one of the main people who was i'm out here looking for revenge Mm -hmm. so she knows what it's like to go out there without plans without laying shit out like you'll get fucked up like she she's been there before right so she's like no 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 we don't know if this is a trap. We don't know what we're walking into. You've got her. Terra's perspective was like, you gotta be smart. I understand your emotions and how you feel, but dog, oh, you got to be smart about this. Because what's the point with if everybody dies?
1: Yeah. And the thing that was really like, I thought it was valid that she would feel that way, obviously, mm-hmm. cause she's the leader now. Right. But then, um, you know, the, the group, the ASL group, obviously felt some way about it because, one of their people is out there luke you know right. now also was one of tara's people and all them but still the point being like you know that's their homie so then um they go back to hilltop um even though they seem doubtful and connie says uh she's the woman who's uh deaf and mute who say, uh, says what if they don't know what if they don't come up with a plan and tara says we will let's go um back in the holding cells henry offers lydia a hard-boiled egg and she says keep it shout out to Ira madison uh <laughs> yeah she says keep it
0: i'm about to say you reopened it was like
1: no it came up on its own <laughs> it's like hey drink me they really want to get that wine out of there I'll take right? another sip mm. but yeah she says keep it hunger is a gift why are you being nice to me and henry says he's being nice to her because of how he and his brother and his father were acting when they were first taken in by to get to the kingdom and he didn't tell her it was the kingdom at the time but he was like when we were out there in a the while we was acting a certain way and it took a lot of people acting being nice to us for we could really get our humanity back and start acting you know reciprocating and acting like normal human beings mm-hmm. um you know and so i'm being nice to you to give you the same thing you know the same thing and she um she basically was like let me tell you another story about my parents in the bunker and uh like i said i think this is the story where the father wouldn't cut off his beard
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then she started asking henry about his second mom and where she's at where she lives and then he told her well i'm originally from the kingdom and it's about a day's ride from here and the door flew open so fast right because daryl's black mama sense kicked in was like and the- said y'all in here being fast and he said <laughs> y'all too quiet what's happening in here henry your time's up you're out of the cell and henry's like what and he's like come with me and he takes him outside slams the door and he actually fusses at um at henry right. about he this was like
0: you gotta be smarter than this like i understand you went in on the no plan but damn
1: right he's like you ain't here telling everybody business
0: I mean, um, you're gonna give them all my children's life about everything that's happening around here. What's happening? You
1: just met this little girl. She got your nose wide open. I know. These are the, the days of your our walking dead. Nice. Yeah. Is your, uh, your second mom
2: the person
3: who found you? No, it was my, uh, my dad Ezekiel. A second dad, why isn't he here with your mom? They're the leaders of another community. Where I'm from, is it far? What's it called?
1: She might, it's called as, well the Kingdom. She might as well be writing down notes.
0: Oh, you mentally, yes, she is. He might as well, you know, how on your phone it'd be like, it's a,
1: a send directions. He might as well send a direction to a phone. Bloop. What time do your parents get off of work then? I know. And uh what kind of security system y'all got at the uh, house? What's the code? Yeah. Can you give me the last four digits of your uh, social? Come on. Thank you. It's
3: probably like a day's ride from here.
1: <laughs> Castaro, come busting in. <laughs> hey. What's
3: going on? So, you're getting out. What if there's more of her people out there? You got family at the kingdom. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't think that it would... Wait, you were listening? Yeah, of course we were. (laughs) Me, Enid, and a few of the others, we've been switching off. Seeing what she'd say to you. You were using me. Yeah, and it was working, too. She's a good person who got messed up out there. And she's right about you, you know that? You're an asshole. You want answers? Get them yourself.
1: And you can kind of see her looking out the window thing and i think she was putting together that they had been listening to them Mm -hmm. that was my thinking because at first i thought this meant she was trying to escape with that hook me too but on but on further maybe not maybe i mean maybe somehow she is gonna escape using that hook i don't know Mm -hmm. but 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 i thought also like maybe she was just realizing like these motherfuckers can hear me um so yeah we ended up um we end up, uh, with, you know, Daryl fussing at, um, Henry about the shit.
0: Which he deserved to be fussed at. I mean, yeah. you can't map quest everybody's address.
1: Henry was definitely wrong. In the wrong for that shit. Um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, and then the other thing though is Henry's so naive, he felt hurt that they would listen. Right. And Daryl's like, we've been taking shifts actually listening to your ass, okay? Cause y'all, y'all been talking y'all been talking Mm-hmm. you ain't here running your mouth telling all our business she got your nose wide open um so yeah, cause he
0: was like uh doll you know you got fan of that too and you know it's most likely other people out there so, like, you not considering nobody's safety. Like, what is right. wrong with you?
1: So then Daryl goes down to the cells and offers Lydia some painkillers for her ear because she keeps pulling on it like it hurts and she declines. Um, even though clearly she's in, she's in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lydia is like, uh, I don't, you know, she trying to be tough. Like, I don't need nothing. I'm, I'm, I don't need no pain. Pain is a gift. I love my ears hurting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was born in the in the ear infection, and I mm. love it.
0: Mm, nobody likes it.
1: I know they must have all kinds of diseases and stuff wearing them down. No, they do. Zombie guts all over yeah, them all the time. And they probably
0: die quicker too because y'all think you know because you saw
1: how sick Gabe got,
0: right? And then if you get cut with with skin and stuff like that, and you know because skin, so you're gonna be with skin, you're gonna do with blood, all types of shit and diseases probably uh go go through that camp,
1: right? um so then uh like they probably have to use the bathroom standing up and shit you know they do oh my god it's so gross um i
0: mean it can't smell i mean they right. you know everything smells like death so shit ain't gonna make a difference in the odor
1: yeah lydia basically the pee girl come on you know like henry got his nose wide open by the pee girl and nose wide open i mean he's smelling all everything going on with her hmm um, so then, um, it, so like I said, Daryl goes down and talks to her. Then he asks her about their missing men, Alden and Luke. He doesn't tell her the names. Um, and the horse is being half skinned and half eaten. Um, and he asks, is that something her mom would do if she came across some of Hilltop's people? And she's, she's, gives, we get another flashback. And it's her, um, talking. That's the one where her father was, well, she watched the man get killed and her father was holding her singing that song to her the whole time and so daryl's like feeling bad for her, whatever he gives her the pills anyway and then he goes to give her a sip of water from a ladle and she is and she's like what you think i'm gonna hit you with it because he wouldn't put it all the way into the cell for her to drink it so he goes a little further into the cell for her to sip on it and then she actually tries to grab him mm-hmm through the cell and he grabs her arm for a bit and he sees her arm is just marked up with a bunch of just Mm -hmm. like cuts cuts, or welts and like scars on it. it's just a bunch of scars on her arm and then she yanks her arm back and runs into the corner of the the cell um so at that point i didn't know what was on her arm I, i thought actually maybe she had been cutting herself i'm saying you know i was like oh so she a cutter or something is this like a punishment that they get cut every time they fuck up like you know what could it possibly be and we do get that answer um eventually um so then at the same time this is all happening the asl group um uh, decides that they're gonna sneak out hmm. because they're like listen these motherfuckers want us to stay in but luke is our homie they not really pressed to go save him we're gonna sneak out at night all of us and magna is the only one who's like i don't think we should do that i fucked up alexandria for us um now we getting here they want us to stay in we're gonna end up getting kicked out again because we're not following their rules right and uh the entire group was like except for her was basically like well look this is different luke is in danger if it was us he'd come save us we gotta go save luke fuck these people essentially if they kick us out they just kick us out but at least we would have you know taken care of our own and uh magna reluctantly agrees that they are going to uh sneak out at night and yumiko is uh i think kelly was the one that was like i've seen people sneak how they sneak out so i know how to get out and, and yumiko was the one that basically was the leader like yeah we sneaking out
0: yeah uh her whole thing like she say i was the one that fucked up before. which one her magna magnum oh, sorry magnum was like i fucked up before like we could have actually been at the first location mm-hmm. but i was determined that i was gonna you know fight against the machine and all that shit mm-hmm. uh we actually got a place we're safe now so her thing was like it's not like they don't care or we're not they're not gonna do anything at all their thing was like we want to we want to go now you know we want to go right now like let, let's do it now that's our boy you know and if that means we got to be out here fighting on our own again fuck it and you know she was trying to look at the bigger picture which everybody was the first time but she wasn't
1: right she was and and the thing is she even reluctantly agreed because she kind of understood yes and me and karen watching we watching it live and i was you know karen was like y'all being stupid stay in what are y'all doing and i was like but i understand because it's different to me because one of them's in danger right no even in alexandria i felt like magna was the one out of pocket because yumiko needed the time to heal yumiko had that head injury Mm -hmm. and was being treated by sadiq um this case is different because luke is literally in danger if they don't go who's gonna save him? because you don't really know these hilltop people they really might just stay within the bounds of their walls and be like fuck it you're right you know um and then it was something else too about right, cause you
0: it because they don't they don't know really how this community functions yet
1: yeah i know what else it was this is the same group community they went in there with michonne and, and saw how cold they were towards michonne and how little they wanted to like help alexandria and work between communities so i could kind of see them you know feeling like we don't know these niggas but we do know luke and we do need to save him. That's the homie. Right. Um, so that was how I felt about it. Um, at any rate, they decide to sneak out. Um,
0: at night now. At night, y'all.
1: Daryl goes down, back down to the cell uh, to see Lydia with a switch this time. And I said, oh, he about to give her a whooping.
0: Right? What's happening here? I guess
1: Daryl is fed up. I
0: mean, he started describing it like a black grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, some dads come up with
1: anything.
3: Just to the shit out
1: of their kids now he's taking the the okay. the leaves off of the switch and the small branches off of the switch anyone has been whipped with, with a switch y'all know what this routine is yeah, um, ho- hopefully many of y'all have been fortunate enough hopefully, to never know
0: hopefully you the sting. N- never have had to go and pick your own
1: but i have known the sting and i'm not saying this as a proud marker mm-hmm, or a badge mm-hmm. of honor because yeah, it's not i really would have preferred a talking to okay right, i
0: prefer would have preferred time out or just take something away from me
1: the only thing could have made this worse if it would have been like a black grandmama with the with the all right like if michonne would have came down like i would have i would have confessed i like i don't know lydia got stronger she's stronger than me because as soon as as a grown ass 40 year old man if you bring a switch into my cell the first thing i'm gonna be like what do you need to know okay there's no need for that whatever you think you need for that i can tell you the location of the safe and and everything um but yeah so he comes down and he's stripping it off and i thought he was gonna beat her but it doesn't go there
3: Maybe they're drunk. Maybe they can't get drunk. Belts are good. But these assholes, they ain't picky. They'll like just whatever's laying around. But a good switch from a birch tree, that'll work. Your dad sounds a lot like one of those dads.
1: Now, here's the thing, though. The switch that Daryl got to me was not a good whipping switch.
2: Mm-mm.
1: I've seen a good whipping switch. Mm-hmm. Daryl got a, I'm gonna whoop you with this switch, and then you gonna go get the real switch switch. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> like he got the starter switch.
0: Yes, the the, the start one, the, the one that you go pick as a kid, and they be like right. that one don't cut it.
1: They tell you go pick out a switch, and you pick out the lightest blade of grass you can find
0: <laughs> they're like the fuck is this
1: right and they be like i'm gonna hit you with this and then go give me a real switch." And we'll do this however long you how much time you think you got okay i got all the
0: time in the world how, how long you how, how long you wants to be here right at the part where
1: he's
3: saying to you when you were scared those dads they like it when you're scared thing is that's the only part of your story that didn't sound like bullshit now you knew exactly what this was when i walked down there and those bruises on your arm
1: they come from a beating and she is staring at that switch hard Mm -hmm. and also daryl does point out that for her to have told henry her father was so abusive her mother was protecting her and all this shit um well she also said her father's dead and she also said that her father sang to her while her mom killed a dude to try to keep her from like seeing it so now we kind of see unwrap the the story unraveling her father's not the abusive one after all Mm -mm. because she's alive and she's still being abused how could he have done that unless he's still alive somewhere or her mom was the real abuser
0: correct
3: So let me ask you, if your dad's dead, who gave him to you? My mom. Where is she? Be glad you don't know. Where is she? Where's her camp? Why are you protecting her? Huh? You're safer here. This place isn't real. The world changed and you're all acting like it's gonna change back my mom walks because that's what the dead do it's their world and we have to live in it and what my mom does she does for a reason your mom beats you because she loves you that's bullshit no it isn't when you stay
2: soft people die we need to get him out before he
1: starts to smell Should and that's that's the flashback to her mom and shit so um yeah so it's kind of interesting there because daryl we know has a history of being abused by his own father him mm-hmm. and carol bonded over that abuse yes remember in atlanta when they walked into that um it was like an abuse shelter for people mm-hmm. that are trying to escape like abusive people and it's for like recovery and 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 safety hmm that that i remember that being like oh because carol's been abused he's been abused he was
0: abused by his brother
1: yeah i always wonder why they bonded so fast and so tight and they were survivors and they were protecting each other and kind of determined to never go back to that Mm -hmm. and so um it was kind of interesting to see daryl daryl's intuition with her take over him to kind of become a detective where he's like wait a minute yeah because you've been abused he knew the signs right Um and uh, uh. So then Daryl, um, uh. Oh, so then he asks where her mom is and where her people, and she tells him, um. I think this is where she tells him the location. Is like some mm-hmm. bridge or something like that mm-hmm. and it's a mile away but they always moving so she might not even be there anymore right and he's like well you safer in, in hilltop than you would be out there with your mom anyway
0: yeah because if i'm not mistaken she also told him whenever anybody dies or gets separated from the group they really don't go looking
1: right and, and she said her father was stupid and a stupid man and then he was like he was trying to save his girl baby girl and she was like if you don't bend you break so basically saying like you either need to learn to deal with the harsh unfairness and savagery of this world or you will break and, or and even if it means you're letting your kid die from a zombie bite in this case it was a lie but still that's what she was saying uh and that's clearly been indoctrinated into her by a mama
0: Oh, oh yes and the thing is there was like um but you ain't know nobody like right. everybody else probably could die but you ain't know nobody you're her daughter like right she she will come looking for you
1: and then she tries to kind of recruit daryl because she's like you don't belong with these people you should be out there outside what you even doing in here and what's your story and he walked the fuck out because he ain't henry
0: Mm-mm. He, he knows better
1: like, you ain't want to pump me for information little girl shut up um and so then the new group sneaks out the wall in the middle of the night
0: in the middle of the night the
1: middle of the night y'all now i know that they're the asl crew and one of them is deaf no two of them are like hearing impaired and one of them is mute Mm -hmm. but it's also at night so like even your vision would be will be a problem and i know that they that connie has like a preternatural ability to like sense vibrations and shit. But I don't know, man. This just seemed like a really bad idea from inception.
0: Right. Cause my thing is you should have, and it would have been harder to sneak out during the day, but the daytime would have made more sense. Right. At least some light.
1: Now, in the meantime, Daryl's going back to his room cause he's like, fuck that little girl. I give up. Right. And she's still lying. So who gives a fuck? Henry confronts Daryl
3: you could have just asked me to help
1: hey. now you can see there Henry is the one that's now been sitting outside the cell listening mm-hmm. to what Daryl and her talked about and of course Daryl just talked about abusive fathers to her so mm-hmm. you know he, this is information now that Henry has
3: Daryl where are you going it's too my stuff it's just waste of time it's Tara's problem What's going to happen to her? Did someone used to beat you up too? Once, I heard my dad ask my mom why she kept her hair so short. She said when it was long, her first husband would grab it when she tried to get away. He would pull it and slam her against the wall. So one day she just cut it all off, so he couldn't. And I guess it took her this long to feel safe again. Sometimes you act like the type of guy who slams people against walls, but I don't think that's it. You shouldn't listen to people talk. Look, I know Lydia's people are bad, but that
1: doesn't mean she's bad at all. That's how you know that Henry hit on something, because Daryl couldn't say he was wrong. Mm -mm. He just was like, you need to mind your business, okay? Boy. Don't worry about who be hitting who over here, okay? You need to stop listening to your mom and your daddy talk (laughs) when when they they don't know you around.
0: He hit her with that uh, Kevin Durant. Don't be worried about what's happening at the top.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about what's going on at the top of things, Okay you know mind your business don't worry about what me and my wife do
3: she's just scared you can show her there's nothing to be afraid of you can do that only you no not just me
1: and i think daryl meant by that like you can do that shit too Mm -hmm. like you ain't gotta try to wait on me to do the shit Mm -mm. now a few seconds
0: ago you tell me to kiss your ass right
1: call me an asshole homie i ain't forgot come on so in the woods the new group has a comically bad scooby-doo type of fucking (laughs) zombie experience they go out in the dark quickly realize wait the zombies are masked and some of them are real and some of them aren't and we can't we, really see it's only four of us
0: come on we got
1: two flashlights we can't see shit one
0: of us can't hear
1: a zombie rolls up on them while they are talking mm. and almost bites the hearing impaired one One of the hearing impaired ones mm-hmm. uh connie and so it's just like what the fuck are we doing out here and, and
0: they came to that conclusion somebody said yoinks we might need to get out of here guys <laughs> you that scoop wowzers <laughs> <laughs>
1: um scooby
0: i think it's time to get a scooby snack and skedaddle
1: right the the some hippie song started playing and they would just (laughs) start right. some semi song come on Uh, so anyway they were like yo it's scary out here what are we doing and um they they did everything short of
0: it's mr jenkins up underneath the zombie mask
1: farmer smith
0: yes Father smith
1: I would have got away with it too um so anyway they were like let's get the fuck out of here then um and because and they also have a conversation they don't tell you everything that happened but it made me think we're probably gonna get a flashback episode of the asl crew maybe
2: mm-hmm. i think we because
1: should. They kept referencing Coldport. This is like the third or fourth time they referenced Cold, Coldport. Mm-hmm. They said it when they got to Hilltop. They said it was Alexandria and then they're saying it again. And this time they had kind of an argument where they was like, well, this is just like Coldport. Uh, we're not going to have another Coldport. And they were like, well, last time we left our post and there was, uh, one of the other ones was like you know they were fighting amongst themselves it was like we had to leave it was that or die it was falling apart and we had to save ourselves and save our group and they'll you know it was like nah that's what some people call it but that's not what happened we just left and like cowards and blah 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 and so finally it's like we need to go back come up with a plan like tara said and come back out here right
0: and And then and the two older ones those are the two that was like hey this ain't smart
1: yeah magna and um and uh Yumiko. And so Connie and Kelly, who are sisters, uh were like, and Connie was like, let's go back. Um, and Kelly was like freaked out in the woods and was crying and shit and was like, no, because at Coldport, when we got separated, I was basically left out there to die, and Luke came and saved me. And now we're about to leave him out here to die. I can't do that, you know. Um, and uh all, and so, you know, it was kind of just like moment and then connie says to the other two y'all go ahead and go back i'm gonna stay with my sister and they were both like you sure about that homie right like y'all both hearing the parrot out here in the fucking dark in the woods by yourselves come
0: on this this might not end well
1: and they was like go you know and so they left them there um and so as soon
0: as they did you you get that x-ray vision from a bush
1: right you get that you get that bush vision
0: that's what it is is bush vision bush
1: vision the scariest thing on the goddamn show <laughs>
0: come on it's
1: like it's that? And, it, and this time it was bush vision and it was behind the head of a zombie mm-hmm. so it made it look like a zombie literally was standing there looking at them i.e one of those fucking zombie face niggas
0: mm-hmm. so i was like oh they're gonna follow them
1: right so then um um in the meantime um my man henry goes back down to lydia's cell to talk to her and he's <laughs> it was so corny and funny but he he really walked up on her cell and said hey it's me from and she said she's like i know who you are <laughs> <laughs> it's me from from the last seat uh, last scene i'm here again it's not like she met 37 people in town what the <laughs> fuck she's been um, she been blindfolded and then unblindfolded, and she's seen four four people since then so then um he said he tells lydia he likes her and he lets her out of her cell and he said just for a little bit and he said just be quiet and stay out of sight i want to show you basically we're not bad people like if i show you this civilization this community we built you'll understand we're not bad and i'm like you worry about the wrong shit you need to worry about her being bad not you not what she thinks of y'all but you know he has a heart of gold yes he does so they walk around outside and they trip over a brick because he's trying to hide behind some covers so people don't see him and then while they land on the ground she sees some worms some earthworms and she eats like two worms in front of him Mm -hmm. and then hands him a worm to eat and this nigga eats it yeah what you won't do, do do for love you try everything i guess he was in love mm-hmm. i because
0: what because what else do they eat out there among the zombies and you ain't got no real food ain't like you anywhere long enough to actually grow vegetation
1: i i guess i legitimately was not ready for that now i think they did that scene maybe because in the comic books the stuff that happens with lydia and carl
0: right is
1: like kind of like a young budding quote-unquote romance
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's y'all i can tell y'all because y'all don't either don't read the comics or y'all you know way behind if you don't know this already but in the comics lydia and carl are the ones that are kind of like you know the henry and lydia
2: right and
1: so there's a scene that happens much later in their relationship but maybe they're speeding it up for the show i don't know where lydia is into carl Mm -hmm. and you know carl's Got one eye because he got shot in the eye. Right. So he's all disfigured and shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, uh, to show that how much she likes him, she licks she, in it, his eyeball, she lick the socket, and like makes out with his eye socket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the worm thing was supposed to replace that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know
1: where we're supposed to have like that moment of like, oh Lydia like is into this because we know that henry's been rejected by enid kinda so maybe right, he doesn't
0: give up on that relationship
1: you know and maybe he getting dollar tree enid with this uh yes! worm the dollar girl. version it's like well if you suck on worms i mean what else i uh? mean
0: i mean i can't get fruit loops fruity O's would be just fine
1: you know it wasn't exactly the sexiest uh Mm-mm. thing i've ever seen happen but if you're into that you know what i mean earth angel i guess um so then um after while she after they eat the she eats the worm he points out like that trailer over there is where our doctor is and she's like y'all have a doctor he's like yeah we got a doctor we got a blacksmith while he's talking he has his back to her she's actually walking by a uh a, a, a bench that has a hammer on it mm-hmm. and she's she's like reaching for the hammer in the dark behind her back as if she's about to hit this nigga side of the head and kill him come on um and at this point i had thought maybe now henry and daryl have a plan and he let her out because he thought he could reach her and daryl when daryl had said i'm not the only one that can reach her he meant maybe you should go down there and try it and let her out the cell and i'm gonna watch from a distance and make sure you're okay no no she was gonna kill this boy nobody would win the wiser they would have woke up to a dead henry come on but a woman comes out with a baby crying in the middle of the night right and just just conveniently at that time lydia heard and saw the baby and the woman and just had a big psychic break of like a montage of her mom's lie and what she remembers Mm -hmm. from being a kid and the truth about her father's death right and she tells will i mean henry lock me up um I I can't I can't do this. You gotta lock me back up.
0: Yeah, and also, I think just the hearing the crying of the baby got to her because you know in their community you don't have children. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what happened if somebody has a child. I don't know if they killed the baby. I don't know. But when you walk in with the dead, you can't have children around.
1: Yeah, Lydia keeps going. She's a good person. She's a good person. I think talking about her mom. Mm-hmm. And then she has to be put back in the cell. Henry locks her back up and says, "I'm sorry." She says, "Wait, don't go." and she asked him to stay with her um and uh, he stays with her outside her cell and eats i mean smelling like breast smelling like worms and holds hands with her from outside the cell that she's locked in i mean all you can hear is when i'm
0: with you <laughs> i know they was like what the hell is that music coming from the jail cell
1: yeah he was in love like the big dog as they say um and so they were holding hands and then um in the morning daryl comes in and uh D- daryl um was like the fuck y'all doing in here <laughs> all right and that's when i realized it wasn't a plan because i was like daryl wouldn't have been shocked to see him in there he was basically looking like what is this shit and you know he was like i just wanted to show her that we were good people um and she's like uh and actually i wonder if i had a scene i don't know how far this goes back um okay no, no i don't have this far so so then uh she, he's like i just wanted to show her that we're good people and she didn't want to be alone and then lydia says you know my ear does hurt everything hurts um i'll take those pills I'll and you take still got medicine them. he gives her the pills he gives her the later with the water she doesn't try to hit him she drinks it mm-hmm. to drink the pills down uh she says her mom isn't going to come get her because the group doesn't save anybody who's left behind or sick and Henry's like not even her own daughter and she's like anybody she just that the group moves on that's what we do
0: Right and Daryl piece that together Daryl was like you know you're not just anybody right Mhm you're like yeah she's going to come for you
1: and so she was trying she says that's why she was trying to get information on on you know hilltop Mm -hmm. and the kingdom so she would have
0: something to bring back
1: right so she's she just wanted to give her mom a reason to take her back uh she also says her mom found if she found luke and alden then and she can't think of a reason to keep them alive they dead Mm. right now my guess is luke and alden are probably gonna get caught they're probably alive and hostage oh to, yeah oh to yeah to get lydia back yeah because she you know? she
0: she caught them the last episode
1: right um so then lydia tells where the camp is and uh it's no they're a nomadic group and yeah, so they're about
0: to go tell the information that he's found
1: and lydia says she thought all of the story about her family was true because she needed it to be but then she realized it's all a lie and it's all mixed up in her head because her mama's told her that story over and over basically brainwashing her but deep down she knew her mama was lying and her mama wasn't shit so then in the morning the uh the asl crew approaches the wall of hilltop and Yumiko and magna are together
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they go to tell tara hey well sorry we snuck out last night we shouldn't have did that um and tara basically like oh we know you snuck out like i had my people watching y'all so we know y'all snuck out we know you was coming back um next time if you have a problem with me just tell me
0: right because she's like i'm not no fucking dictator like that like, right like i understand we you know because her thing is like look we could have got a team together we mm-hmm. just did not want y'all to be out there alone like that was that was the biggest thing we don't want to lose anybody
1: right so this is uh right. that scene
0: why would a mom do that to a kid some people ain't
3: meant to be parents so what happens now Can she stay here with us? We'll see. Should get her some fresh clothes. I'm gonna talk to Tara. See about that camp. Hey, Daryl? I'm glad you and my mom are friends.
1: You called him an asshole earlier, kid. Now make up your mind! Kids. This is Jumacon, Tara.
2: did you find nothing look it was wrong of us to leave i just wish we'd realize that sooner i should have
1: so beyond the gate yeah like- they see the guards escorting connie and kelly back in right because they basically had followed them out there which maybe they were the ones watching from the woods i don't know they may
0: have been but it
1: kept them safe so that's probably good um but it gets complicated you know it's the walking dead now kelly is with the guards up front and then connie is kind of lagging behind by herself behind everybody Mm -hmm. so you know that that blocking means something about to happen as always
0: guards saw you sneak out wasn't
2: taking any chances. Look, I get why you did it. But the next time you want to challenge one of my decisions, just do me a favor and come and talk to me about it. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here. But I do know I don't want any more people to die. And that includes you guys, too.
0: Yeah, and, and that right there... Uh solidifies uh her accepting them into the group because their thing was like we don't know if we're accepted we don't know you know if 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 this is you know uh a crazy house like we just don't know and and her thing is like look i'm learning like y'all learning like just just come talk to me
1: what do you think she would have did it what do you think would happened if that was maggie instead of tara
0: oh that wouldn't end it well
1: okay yeah i think yeah, cause maggie, maggie, maggie would have said shit. maggie would have threatened to kick them out maybe even put them in holding cells or something like that um tara just seems more level-headed and ready to be a leader in a way mm-hmm. and i know that you have to be tough to be a leader so maybe we'll see tara's resolve tested. but yeah i like her leadership style more than maggie right now
0: because it has to be balanced yes there is a time for you to quote unquote come down with the iron fist don't get me wrong but then there are times where you've got to have understanding and compassion so that whenever you make tough decisions or decisions that people don't agree on they're more understanding to your decisions because you understand understanding to th- that that's that compassion thing that you have to have for one another
1: right um so this is the last scene basically the the whisperer walker group is walking on the street towards uh hilltop they everyone has to scramble to get inside kind of get separated from the group because she was already behind everybody she goes and hides out in a cornfield um just conveniently out of sight of the group of um you know the group of uh whisperers and then the whisperers approach the gate and we get this scene now i had to give her credit she was like an old professor x like come on she got somebody has been she went to the barber shop in the hood and got her cue ball straightened up because that original haircut was not it girl mm mm. that's the end
0: Mm. and this is kind of a prediction but i wonder if they're going to have it similar to the comic where they make boundaries where they go oh we don't go we don't cross this area or something like that at some period of time we'll see
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no idea um so yeah that was the episode of course uh we do have y'all's feedback to get into um before we uh Y'all have
2: to say.
1: do that but uh give a shout out to triangle wine co mm-hmm. nice. who supplied all the wine yeah. for the making of this year recap
0: yeah they did check them out
1: triangle wine company sells thousands of wines from all over the world for every budget and right now you can get our couples goals wine pack it's a two-pack it's on sale 1999 the wines are delicious okay oh they are so good y'all like if you are the kind of person that um likes sweet wine the two pack is for you like we do uh and if you like uh other kinds of there's all kinds of other wines as i said today i'm sipping on this Kansar root cava um and cover an X with a big X on it. Mm-hmm. And it flows, y'all. It flows so smoothly down the gullet. Um, not and the it's, gullet. Yeah, and it's not necessarily sweet, but it's light.
0: Yes, yeah, really airy. Light.
1: Um, and just a hint of sweetness. Like it's not. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's sour, not like that Kool-Aid yeah. that Karen
1: likes. It's just kind of. Yeah, I like Kool-Aid. It's just a little tart, a little sweet, a little tangy, if you will, on the palate, and it's on there right now. So um yeah as always you can also get our couples goals pack which is a fruity balanced Shiraz and a mesmerizing Moscato mm-hmm. and only nineteen ninety nine, basically marked down from $30 right now and you can take you and your sweetheart from main course to dessert mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they also have gift cards on trianglewineco.com and they have a t public store just put trianglewineco in the search when you go to tpublic.com mm-hmm. and t public's currently having a sale 30 percent off right now come on now they just i just actually bought me some shit today because i love themselves i save shirts let me give y'all a pro tip okay little pro little shopping advice um get your um t public shirts if you find something you like and it's not a sale because they almost always have sales just save it save the link and then for a rainy day when you get that you know email hey we got a sale at t public that's when i go and get all the shirts that i've been having my eye on mm-hmm. so anyway you can do that at triangle wine co um on t public and then triangle wine com. um like i said this is uh it's amazing amazing store and amazing liquors okay and you can tell because i'm tipsy and i'm still doing the copy pitch perfect com, guys uh and the link to our couples um wine pack will be in the show notes as always Mm -hmm. all right we got um some feedback for from eve for the walking dead um let me go to that we got uh one it's short she says hi rod and karen i'm gonna keep this short and sweet i really 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 wanted daryl to punch henry in the throat fuck that kid Eve. <laughs> well
0: let us know how you really feel
1: i mean i kind of understand because henry's so fucking plucky and we're so late in the z and you so still naive. so trustworthy and naive and the little girl got your nose wide open. Like, I, I get why you said it.
0: Yeah. And that's not funny. That's why his parents was like, are you sure you want him to go down there all by his little lonesome self? Like, right. uh, yeah, he ain't got the, he ain't got the best, uh, what they call them street skills, street smarts.
1: And I see also why Carol wanted Daryl looking out for this nigga.
0: Right.
1: Like, he ain't exactly, you know, in the greatest, making the greatest decisions. You know, I know he's just a kid, but you know you definitely want somebody supervising uh his his, his moves
0: yeah he wanted to get mad like, i don't need you supervising me Yay.
1: yeah <laughs> someone said how do you leave feedback the blackouttips at com. just leave, shoot us an email we'll read it on the air it's that simple i guess i forgot to mention that but yeah i just have a different folder for the walking dead recap uh yeah just stuff. put
0: walking dead in the title
1: yeah I, i'll put it i'll put it there um all right so that's the whole recap um was there any news I want to talk about before we leave? mm was it? I did have one thing I want to talk about okay uh I'll try to keep it quick, keep it before we run out of time but um so Barack obama uh you know he's back on the circuit now, mm-hmm. politics yep. is all up in the
0: my president,
1: my president' so all up in the thing um, and he was talking at my brother's keeper uh his organization that he uh has used to uh get kids in school and uh -hmm. educate like get them uh uh, what do you call it careers and stuff like this like it's a it's kind of a the the old school kind of respectability model that people frown on now so hard but i think to a certain extent people have gone too far with the anti-respectability right to where now it makes it seem like unless you're so radical that you're like man you should be able to go to a corporate job with your parents sagging fuck it like it's it's like you're the, the asshole now um but they put this clip on um twitter for newsweek and it was kind of placed salaciously to make it a little bit misleading but in context i could still see people having issues with it but it was him talking to a group of young black men about um about image essentially and um the things that we are taught to look up to and to worship and uh, what can what we consider being doing a good having a good life a good career the things that signify you know wealth and all this shit and so he was saying that you know you look at like these rap videos and shit um and you see these dudes with big ass chains a whole bunch of women Twerking and shit. That doesn't necessarily mean that that person is doing well. No, it
0: does not mean that. Right? To to
1: that. Okay. I did not oh. say. Ask I'm sorry, do you anything. don't know how to
0: respond to that. I, I guess it's I have too to turn much.
1: that feature off because I never say that, and yet somehow she always be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't never be talking to her. She always just pop up like, "Hey, what? Say what now? um <laughs> I thought I heard you say that Mama cut her hair short." Because her old ex-husband used to be her and um but yeah so um uh, let me see i think i got the video i can't tell if it's gonna play or not all right well while it loads um so he it was him and steph curry um and they're basically urging boys from minority backgrounds to become strong examples for their communities and the focus on self-confidence as opposed to chasing personal wealth or women now i personally do not find this to be that controversial to say i didn't i'm a black man i did not find it offensive i didn't find it to be something i never heard before i didn't even like i didn't even find this to be a thing where we only i'm only calling out black people who do this because white people got it all figured out it was i'm talking to a room full of young black men that i'm mentoring i'm going to give them some game i'm going to give them some advice that worked for me shit that i follow myself to try to inspire them you know like it's weird because on the one hand we look to barack obama to be a role model and we say he's a role model to so many people and at the same time anytime the man fucking talks to black people directly we all get upset or not we all but a lot of people get upset and reject it as if he shouldn't be talking to us which is so fucking weird and it really doesn't get more um it really doesn't get more talking directly to us than a room full of black kids that he's talking to. Like this isn't one of those things where I'm like, Oh, he's fronting on us for white people. No, Mm -hmm. this is him and his earnest feelings about what specifically black men need to be thinking about. um, When it comes to how we got our lives. Now here, here's the audio. Let me see if I can play the clip. About your financial
2: situation. You probably are not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck.
1: Of course it freezes why not if i started over if you are really confident about your financial situation you probably are not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck all right well we'll let it load again god damn it oh, so um that on youtube i i don't i actually don't know this time um but yeah so he says that he also says maybe i'll just read it uh he says you're probably not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck. If you're confident about your sexuality, you don't have to have eight women around you twerking. Um and he goes on further and I hopefully when that comes up it'll it'll be there. But um he 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 started off the conversation by saying we live in a culture where our worth is measured by how much money we have and how famous we are, which a lot of people find ironic cuz like you rich and famous Barack Obama, but he's saying to you that is not a measure exactly of what kind of fucking person i am no it's not don't let that fool you into thinking and and it's funny because there's a lot of people that are rich and famous that folks look up to and love their advice and their commentary and want them to speak on shit um that say a bunch of fucked up shit i don't find this to be fucked up so he's like i will tell you at the end of the day the thing that will give you confidence is not that i know a lot of rich people that are all messed up if you're really confident about your financial situation you're probably not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck if you're very confident about your sexuality you don't have to have eight women around you twerking uh, and i know somebody that was like well he said sexuality and that's my problem with it and i said that's fine i understand that but you knew he was talking to a bunch of young black men in this room and what he was basically trying to say is masculinity right you know now that you know you can define that someone could take offense to saying the word masculinity there right but this is the shit that people want a lot of men to confront a lot of straight men to confront straight black men to confront when talking to our brothers and be like hey man you don't have to define your masculinity by having women as possessions twerking around you because it's not these women you respect and this is about their bodily autonomy Mm -hmm. and they're just sex workers that you No, you have when rick ross has a woman twerking in his video he's not saying she's twerking because i just respect her so much she's such a good person no she's like an accessory to him he's like look at this y'all i got this sex worker working for me you know um when you're wearing that chain you know that chain's not about um uh the it doesn't mean that you aren't uh you can't possibly be confident it doesn't mean that you that everybody with a with a flossy car or some shit is a bad person he didn't say that but he was saying like when you see that it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is on the up and up it doesn't mean that everything's okay in that person's life and as we can get that out of our heads then maybe then we can start investigating the things that will give us actual self-confidence um and the former president also admitted he did all kinds of screwed up things during his high school days which you partly attribute to having met his father only once um so and like i said man it's so weird because barack obama is also a dude like i said who had a fatherless existence and yet it's like he doesn't even get to speak on that or else everyone takes it as like a pathology, a pathological attack on blackness. But, it, but he's like, no, I had this situation. This is why it's important to be a father. This is why I'm a good father. You know who else tells that story? My father. You know, a hero of my life. So it's weird when people go up to, oh, when it's Obama, he can't say it. Or else all, you know, all these, all of a sudden all the wokey woke's gotta get mad offended. But he telling the fucking truth. I don't understand what's so offensive about this shit. I really don't. You know, if you want him to go say this to white people, then you would actually be pissed if my brother's keeper was some white people program and he was telling them how to get their lives together. You would actually be mad that he gave those resources, time and talent and advice to those fucking white people. And it's sickening that people have to play this. And I don't know what it is that that is so triggering about him saying it but it's just it's ridiculous (sighs) um it's i don't know um and i know that you know like i said this is not really even a defense of him because i understand that still shit he says that i disagree with that shit that he says well i'm like yeah that's because your experience is different than my black experience Mm -hmm. so it's not you know he still has a trust and belief and a faith in america and whiteness still that is just unflappable in a way that i never will have same but some of this shit is really people just trying to find a way to be pissed off at the dude and that shit is whack to me all right man um we'll talk to y'all next time until then i love you i love you too